Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 1, a podcast where three best friends watch, review, and recommend television shows that only aired for a single season. My name is Presley. My name is Andrew. My name is Anna. Welcome, Anna, to the podcast. Yeah, We're so happy to, to have, you. have you. Thank you. I'm um, happy to be here. A little bit of context. Anna is a good friend of Andrew and I's, and uh, sh- this is like her f- one of her favorite shows of all time. I don't want to editorialize, but... No, um, yes. I love this show. Yeah. And when you said, when we told you the idea for the podcast, you were like, I want to be on the Freaks and Geeks episode. Yes. So. I maybe harassed Andrew and was like, if you mm-hmm. do Freaks and Geeks, which you will, I have to be on it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so uh, welcome we'll have some extra commentary for everyone to enjoy and uh but before we get into all the thoughts and everything about this amazing show we're going to give everyone a little synopsis for people who haven't watched the show but i would recommend watching the show before you listen to the episode 100 yes. this, this is, is a show shows. that like i'm going to tell you briefly what happened and we'll, and we'll go into it but like if you haven't watched this show yes. stop watch it take two weeks to watch Come it because it will take that long it, it's gonna be it's <laughs> well, gonna first be of worth all, where have you been it. how have you not already watched this show? yeah, yeah honestly it's or been out for th- it. almost yeah. 25 years get your shit together let's watch it all right <laughs> okay. let's all right. let's hear the best theme intro of any of the shows we've ever watched honestly hit, hit it johnny So Freaks and Geeks is a 1999 television series written by Judd Apatow. The show follows Lindsay Weir, played by Linda Cardellini, a junior at William McKinley High School in Chippewa, Michigan, who's trying to find her identity. Lindsay, a former mathlete and straight-A student, starts hanging out with some new friends dubbed the Freaks, a group of stoners who don't care about school and routinely get themselves into trouble. The show also follows Lindsay's brother Sam, played by John Francis Daly, and his friends who are considered the Geeks. Through the course of the show, we see Lindsay being pulled in different directions by the people in her life, and Sam tries to navigate the new world that is high school. At the end of the series, we see Lindsay getting on a bus to go to a prestigious Michigan summer school program, only to hop off the bus a few stops later and join her friend Kim Kelly, played by Busy Phillips, and her new deadhead friends on a road trip to follow the band on their summer tour. And that's like the most succinct (laughs) synopsis anyone could could ever give about a show that has like... 15 main characters that are all like yeah they all have characters yeah. and yeah. all super fleshed out Everyone, and is yeah. 18 45 minute episodes yes. each with at least two like main sub like main plots mm-hmm. and then potentially other tiny little subplots incorporated yeah there's constantly it. something new that's being introduced that you're like wait we didn't know this about this person yeah. or yeah. yeah yeah which is which is one of the great i think <clears throat> one of the things that has done super well in this show is like we talk all the time about character development. Oh, it's mm. our biggest And it's like, quality. this show is, this knocks it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Every single, like, you could name a single character, and yep. you could flesh out an actual backstory, an mm-hmm. actual complicated feeling that they express and show in the show, mm-hmm. and yep. you would 
understand perfectly the state of mind that they're in given any of the situations that they're in the show. There's never like ambiguity. And when there is ambiguity, it's fleshed out to discover more about the character rather than it just being left to our imagination and or Mm -hmm. never answered, which is like one of our biggest pet peeves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, example, like Mrs. Weir, Lindsay and Sam's mom. Yeah. She like, basically all we really see of her is she's just like the 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 midwest mom who makes like all this super good homemade food yep and like is just a stay-at-home mom who keeps the house tight and she's just this like very pleasant yeah, nice she's lady. always happy she's always yeah. like excited or trying to be positive about something exactly. right and then <laughs> she even has depth to her character yeah, totally. where yeah. she sees um neil schweiber uh which i can't remember his actors the actor's name uh, one of the me. freaks. One of the freaks. Or sorry, one of or the one geeks. Excuse uh, Presley. Um, Presley, you have your computer. You can look it up. His last name um, is Levine. I can't remember his first name though. Oh, uh, Max Levine. I'm Max Levine. Sure. That's right. Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, you you see Neil Schreiber's mom come pick him up from their house, and she's talking about how like she, you know, has all this like fun stuff she does. She plays tennis. Yeah. She does all these things, and you see, um, Mrs. Weir kind of be like, damn what am I doing with yes. my life? Right. And then someone talks about, Oh, she even, uh, it's Sam's or uh, Neil's mom and she's having a full-time job and you mm-hmm. see her kind of light up. Yeah. Um, and so even in just small moments like that, a character that we don't see a lot of that personal development with mm-hmm. even has a rich story that you can see just by watching the reaction. So it's just, uh, yeah. Well, and like when they read Lindsay's diary oh God. and then That's she has so like good. an existential crisis oh, yeah. when she's laying on the bed and she's like, you don't, you don't have she's like having a full (laughs) teenage meltdown like i love that because she's a person and she's a human and like you get to see that side of her and like she doesn't have to be this happy Mm -hmm. midwest mom all the time she gets to be a person to her husband exactly and have like this interesting complex struggle to Mm -hmm. try to do things differently and have the fight against her right like oh she's gonna make this fun cornish game hen dinner (laughs) and everyone's making Um, fun of it and they're like throwing the birds around and it's like that's probably a pretty good dinner that she spent a lot of time on yeah um and then like they have this cute little resolution to where they're just both the parents are kind of pent up and Mm -hmm. so they get get frisky (laughs) and then they're all happy and like let's just order pizza and it's like that's the way life works and Mm -hmm. i think that's like the best part about this show is that it it so captures actual life yep. in a way that like feels so refreshing from a show there's mm-hmm. obviously like hyper realistic and like uh exaggerated qualities to it sure but like every single scenario you're like i can see one of my friends getting into yes. this yeah i can understand uh people going to a bigger school the mm-hmm. dynamics that play into this factor mm-hmm. right like everything makes sense and all the characters are believable and mm-hmm. real yeah and yeah fleshed out all the struggles that they have are are totally things that we all have dealt with or have seen someone deal with when even like one of my favorite things about the show is the subtleties yeah. mm-hmm. that are in place the set is like so it's accurately so just yep. like a high school all the posters that are hand drawn yeah. and shit's yes. like dirty and like all the just, drawing on the, yeah, the lockers exactly and, yep. or like the kids in the background that are like dicking around yeah. in the hallway yeah. or just every little tiny thing or people's facial expressions. It just feels really authentic, yeah. not like overacted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we all know the 
iconic like memes of Sam's facial expressions. Yes. But like that's so genuinely yeah. a 14 year old boy who's just like, like what the hell is going <laughs> yeah. on? Like, every single day is just this just like, like new battle. Where you're yes. Like, he's like disgusted <laughs> and confused yeah. by everything. Yeah, exactly. He's just like so lost and scared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a deer in the headlights all the time. Yeah, that's and a yes. perfect way to put it. Yeah. And uh yeah, he just he's he's just Sam is so funny. He's just always struggling with like whatever mm-hmm. new thing it is for the day, yeah. and it's just it's always some like major event for him because it's all new. Like yeah. went, when you're a freshman, in, that's the way it feels too, right? Yeah, you get a crush yeah. and totally. you uh, try to pick a new outfit and you quaff your hair differently <laughs> and you want to go to the sci-fi convention but don't want to seem like too much of a geek, yeah. right? Like yeah. all these things are yeah. like I relate to in a lot of ways being like. I was definitely in the geeks category and mm-hmm. I'm curious where you both fell in your high school realms of being oh, a freak or a yeah. geek. Cause oh. everybody has, I think their own little like proclivity mm-hmm. or sometimes you're neither of them and you're the mathlete, which is kind of the third category, but freaks, geeks and mathletes doesn't mm-hmm. quite have as good of a ring to it for <laughs> it, a show yeah, title. It quite like the, it loses the rhyme. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, it has the like a nice cadence, thing. you know, yeah. but it doesn't, it doesn't quite yeah. work. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I was definitely the geek, Andrew. I think, um, I, I certainly was no mathlete and I was no like super straight A student, but yeah. like genuinely was more like Lindsay where I kind of just like tried to figure out who mm-hmm. I like. I you literally kind of just hung between, out with yeah. all sorts of different people. Yeah. Like I, I never had a solid friend group that was like, these are the people that day in and day out, these are my people I hang out with. Mm-hmm. I kind of just was friends with everyone right. until I, I was in a relationship in high school and I, and I hung out with her friends. But again, that wasn't really like, like I was friends with some of them, but it was by proxy. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Right? That's real. Um, and so, yeah, I never really like had a solid group, um, which was fine. Cause then I got to hang out with everyone and kind of have a different, like, you know, a different vibe day to day. Um, but yeah, no, no solid group. I'd say it's probably like more the Lindsay of the group, I guess. Okay. So mm-hmm. kind of in between where yeah, she's I was definitely discovering yeah. if she really is a freak or if she really yeah. is the math lead or the, yeah, it was like my math lead was like being a band geek. Cause I was in band oh, okay, and stuff, right? Go. And so like the band was always like, Hey, like you should be in this band. We need you. And that kind of thing. Kind of like the way Lindsay is always needed yeah. by the mathletes and all that kind of thing yeah. was, was more like the band geek thing. So, mm. yeah. Well, and I think like that is also another subsection, just like the people that do all the co-curricular activities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause Lindsay's yep. best friend, childhood neighbor friend growing up. Millie. Yeah. yeah Millie. Yeah, every Millie. single scene you see her in, she's doing a different thing. She's like yep. on the speech and debate team and on the mathletes yep. and in band and everything like that. Yeah. So it sounds like Andrew, yeah. you were, you were kind of falling into what about that. you Anna yeah um freak no actually <laughs> <laughs> I could see why you would say that <laughs> no I I'm from a really small town and a really yeah. small high school so there wasn't really Likewise, yeah like these mm. specific groups mm-hmm. of people and I think I would fall more in the same category as Andrew where I had a bunch of different people I hung out with I did have a solid friend group of like people that I did everything with but right. none of us were like a specific group Mm -hmm. and because I'm from such a small town we all did everything we were all Millie we were all in every club and every whatever and then people went and smoked weed after school like it was all of it because there was nothing else to do (laughs) (laughs) it's so so emblematic of like high school where even going to a smaller school where you know everybody's business Mm -hmm. I'm sure you still relate to plenty of the stories from like you know a bigger high school that they have Mm -hmm. in this show Mm -hmm. and even I like my graduating class was 45 kids Mm -hmm. right it's like I still had elements of freaks and geeks in my <laughs> high school yeah. versus Andrew where I don't know how big your graduating class it was, was like probably 400 yeah something. exactly yeah, right like yeah. it's gonna be bigger but you're still gonna get the same elements which mm-hmm. I think speaks to the quality of the writing and mm-hmm. like character development of the show yeah. like everybody 
is a certain way in high school and you can kind of break yeah. them up into like five categories. Yeah. Adolescence well. is the same no matter who or yeah. where you are. Everyone's yeah. exactly. trying to figure the same stuff out. Yeah, I think I think Anna, you mentioned relatable and I think that's the thing that makes the writing so strong yeah. or maybe mm-hmm. it was Presley. It, relatable. Like every single character someone can identify with mm-hmm. even if you're a parent watching it you're like damn mm-hmm. i'm kind of a little bit too much like Lindsay's <laughs> yeah. dad yeah. you know like too much of a hard ass um yeah every every character is so relatable and is not exaggerated over the top so it feels very easy to find a piece of characters in mm-hmm. yourself and i think that's why this show has such a huge following and was was so well revered um there's obviously other reasons too right but like i think relatability and like the character struggles mm-hmm that sells a show so hard every time yeah. that character development. Um, I, that gets me into the, the question I ask every single podcast, which is who is this show for? Mm. Oh. Because the reason that this show was canceled, right. Mm. Is because I think of exactly the strengths that we're talking about now in hindsight were weaknesses when it was airing mm-hmm. in the nineties, like late nineties, right. Nobody wanted to go to high school and then watch a show yeah. about high school right. that is so honestly so relatable. Yeah. yeah. And then adults, it, especially I feel like in the late 90s, were not relating to their kids in the same way that they potentially are now in mm-hmm. the 2020s mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. where they couldn't like sympathize and understand a little bit more about like the plight of the adolescent in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, maybe they could have. I don't know. But I, I think like that's an important distinction about this show and like the weirdness of why it was canceled because this was like – truly a gem of a show and it's oh, like yeah. everyone's top top show of like worst yeah. you know biggest cancellations mm-hmm. that were were undeserved and this would you know it is a cult classic i'm curious your all's thoughts about that hmm. i almost want to say that this show is for us like yeah. this show is for a later generation this show is for people who mm-hmm. can appreciate it later right. right especially i mean one of the main things that we all know about this show is all of the random ass people in the show are now super famous. Yeah. Well, and this yeah. started the careers of just right. about every single person yep. on the entire cast. Yeah, pretty much right. every single one of them. And the so it's like one of those things where in the moment it maybe wasn't quite a hit, but it aged so well and so perfectly. It's a fine wine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like it's for us. Maybe it wasn't for that time, but mm-hmm. it is for now. Well, I mean, just just for context, right? Just to rattle off names because you rat- you, you know the main characters are Lindsay and Sam Weir, right? right. But the there's like essentially nine principal kid cast yeah. members, like yeah. you know non adults, and that's Linda Cardellini, James Franco, John Francis Daly, Sam Levine, Seth Rogen, Jason Segel, Martin Starr, and uh, I guess Busy Phillips is one of them, but mm-hmm. she's kind of yeah. like. She's not in the main credit, so it's kind of weird. But every single one of those people that I named are still very much in the zeitgeist, mm-hmm. still yep. very popular. Yep. Mm-hmm. And some of them have gone on to do, like, sub things. No, but, like, even Kim's friend Karen, she's in two episodes. It's freaking Rashida Jones. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Rashida Jones. Too, right. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. like, all of these yeah. random yep. people or, like, the head cheerleader girl. Yeah. Like, she's famous oh, now too like she was sabrina or whatever in the new reboot thing right or right whatever. I, yep or yeah. like yeah uh she was also in uh was she not no that was she, she wasn't in buffy the vampire slayer was she or something like that she Some was in reba i know that reba too yeah mm-hmm. anyways like or like nick's girlfriend at the end yep. is janice ian's like oh yeah yep, <laughs> there's yeah. just so many people that are yeah. super famous now which is yeah. like it's a, like a, a rock star cast before they were rock stars mm-hmm. yeah i mean right? it, there's so many great shows like like 
this is such a deep cut and nobody who listens to the show is going to matter. It like understand this reference. But the reason that John Travolta became famous was he was on a show called welcome back Cotter, where he played a, a character that was basically a freak on this mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. It was in the seventies and it was when he was in an actual high schooler mm-hmm. and he was on the show and that's what got him popular to then parlay into boogie nights that parlayed into his whole career. Right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so like these types of shows really do our career starters in yeah. the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not to mention the writing staff, like Judd Apatow, yeah. you know, is kind of hit or miss these days. But back in these, this time, he was all bangers. Yes. Yeah, all bangers. And then you have Mike White, who is still extremely popular mm-hmm. with White Lotus, among mm-hmm. other things. Mm-hmm. He knows how to write kids. I'm just gonna say that it sounds really weird, but he also wrote School of Rock yeah, School and of stars Rock. in it. Like, and that's iconic. like one of the best, <laughs> like school. Yeah. He understands, I think, like what it's like to be an adolescent mm-hmm. and to yeah. be a kid in a way that I don't think a lot of these writers do. Uh, and then even um, Sam Levine, who plays Neil Schweiber, mm-hmm. he is big, like kind of behind the scenes now. Mm-hmm. He is responsible for the modern three Spider-Man movies. Oh. Uh, like he is one of the co-writers That's of those. That's so cool. Yeah. John Francis right? Daly though. Yeah. What? Instead of Max Levine, I think. No, they both are. Oh, they both are. Sam oh, wow. Levine oh, okay, and John okay. Francis Daly okay. both work oh on my gosh, them. Cool. And then Martin Starr is also a character in them. Like they're all still friends yeah. and interact yep. with one another. That's awesome. And that speaks to again just like the quality. Oh god, this show yeah. is yeah. so good. Yeah. And yeah. I mean you also see like James Franco and Seth mm-hmm. Rogen star in a yes. lot of things yep. together. Pineapple Express just being one of the main like huge yep. hits that they yeah. were in and, and of course there's plenty. Um and it, I think it was cool too. It's cool to see that Judd Apatow brought a lot of them back in a lot of his other yeah. works later on and, and kept them. Even his future coming. wife was in the show. I don't know yeah. if they were married at the time, but yeah. Leslie Mann is yep. married oh. to Judd Apatow. Talk about a babe. Yeah. I love Leslie Mann. <laughs> and she's so, like, she's genuinely a sweetheart in yes. the show where she's yeah. like being really cute, uh, to really Bill. cute to Bill. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to know who everybody's favorite character is. I was going to ask that too. Yeah. Mm. Bill is my favorite character. Bill is I love unabashedly Bill. my favorite Same. character. Oh, man. Uh,. Shit. You guys were like both ready with that. I, I Bill is I will literally laugh so at iconic. everything that he says. Well, and he's I honestly I think he's by far the most endearing character in the mm. entire show because he has like a genuine struggle to understand things that are going on around him. He is earnest in yes. his desire to make people happy, to do fun things. Mm-hmm. And you can really like understand a lot of the struggles that he goes through. There's an episode where his mom starts dating their gym teacher who mm-hmm. he despises. Mm-hmm. And like you understand why it's so challenging for him to like move past this Mm -hmm. essential guy that he considers to be a bully because he's always making him run laps and do sports that he hates Mm -hmm. and there are like so many great scenes between the two of them uh and that's tom wilson who's in back to the future (laughs) one of my favorite movies again just another great actor but like the point is that like bill is just so he's honestly like to me a very relatable character because i was very Mm -hmm. meek in that Mm -hmm. time in my life and didn't have that kind of like persona even like uh, Sam and Neil both have like a little bit more of an outgoingness that yeah. he just lacks in a, in an interesting yeah. way. Well, and I think he's very genuinely himself. Like he's exactly. never trying he's to be cool. Like Sam totally. and Neil are, he's just himself and he's always like making really funny, like flippant jokes mm-hmm. and stuff. And like, even before his mom starts dating the yeah. gym teacher, he's like, why the hell don't I get to play the sports? What if I'm really good at them and yeah, no one you knows? Never give me a chance, like, yeah. Right? yeah, just this genuineness of like, I'm just a regular person trying yeah. to figure out life and I want to figure it out. And in that same episode where he's date, where his mom starts dating the uh, gym teacher, you see this whole scene 
where you just watch him get some craft singles out of the fridge, make a grilled cheese, mm-hmm. get a little cake, sit in front of the TV and laugh at a comedian. Yeah. There's no dialogue. Oh, yeah. There's barely any music. And it's just this great moment where you're just watching this kid doing exactly yes. what he wants to do and having a great time with just it, being a kid. unabashedly yeah. enjoying himself. And that's like the essence of like Bill as a character. Yes. And I love that. Or when he gets drunk oh and gosh. watches oh, Dallas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he's like oh, yeah. losing his mind. Because Dallas is already kind of a heady show to begin he with. He loves Dallas and the rest of them are like, this is stupid, we don't care. Yeah, exactly. And he's like loving it so My much. My mom's going to be like, sad, sad if I don't watch Dallas. Yeah, there. and he's like, yeah. I'm thirsty. And he drinks the keg and then yeah. he's like sloshed. It's so good. While everybody else is sloshed on non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. Again, just so relatable. Anyway, we've yeah. gotten into Bill. Okay, Let's yes. talk about your Andrew. favorite character. I honestly, I think it's probably Bill thinking about it because I do love every character in this show for, yeah. for what There's, they are yes. but I think it's, like yeah. Bill is that shining star that's like he's just he's literally he's just star. he's the oh. most well that's true <laughs> he, he's just the person who most wants to just be himself yeah and he's not trying to pose he's mm-hmm. not trying to like put any front on he's not trying to fit himself into a different pair of shoes he knows who he is what his shoes are and he wants to be exactly who he is yeah and I think that's just like really really cool because it's such a strength in identity that no one yeah. has in high school Yeah, that he's already probably unknowingly figured out. Right. Yeah. Like, right. It's in, totally in unconscious. Sense, he does kind of mention like, well, why would I want to be anyone else or mm-hmm. kind of like makes comments that are similar to that, that vein. Um, but I don't think it's as forefront as it, and, and I think by him recognize as strong as it really is. Yeah. Yeah. I also really appreciate Jason Siegel's character, Nick, he was because, my second. Yeah. yeah because he grows on you as the series goes. And he I has think. this really interesting arc where he's yeah. like constantly just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Right. When we yep. meet him, he's just a part of this friend group. And then when he starts liking Lindsay, then you discover that he had this girlfriend. And like there's so many pieces to him and who he is at the end of the show compared to who he was at the beginning of the totally. show. It's yep. very different in this very authentic teenage way growth over yeah. like a totally. whole school yes. year right i also just was watching shrinking and so watching oh, yeah, Jason Siegel then and now has been really fun because yeah. there's a lot of similarities he's still there very are a lot of similar in the characters yeah. yeah and even just his acting like i'm yeah. like oh my god he's a baby in freaks and yep. geeks yeah. but he acts very similarly totally. to how he does now well, and it's interesting because like as you watch any of these characters filmographies like watch Linda Cardellini, watch mm-hmm. Jason Siegel, watch Sam Franco, Seth Rogen. You can really see like their growth from this like initial start. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could yeah. have been in other things prior to this, but obviously this is where they this like, was really like cut their teeth. Off and that. like seeing how Seth Rogen really understood who he is as a character <laughs> and yeah. rolled with it in a way that like he is parlayed into an extremely successful career. Yeah. Uh, last year I read his audiobook and he talks oh. about making this show a little bit mm-hmm. early on the mm-hmm. his audiobook is literally called yearbook oh cool. um, and it, he reads it himself and it's genuine i would recommend it to anybody yeah, listening listen or to either it. of you two um but like he just he knows he's a stoner dude and wants to play a stoner <laughs> dude. like there's nothing yeah. wrong yeah. with that and i love that um and i like jason siegel's character a lot because you feel how creepy he is <laughs> but then you start to realize how much of a struggle he's going through to like figure out himself yeah. like you're talking about yeah. And why he's he's not being creepy to be like a sleaze bag or to like he just genuinely doesn't know what he's doing and yeah. it's like an it's it's, it's yeah. an honest creepy not mm. a weird creepy and if it, that makes yeah, sense yeah I wouldn't think of it as creepy like it was never creepy yeah. to me but like I had that boyfriend that was like overly clingy yeah and like overly yeah. moody and like all of those just things. didn't quite understand right how to that like you're like take it down nuance. about yeah. three notches right. and we'll be okay like he was obsessed <laughs> with me like Lindsay even mentions like oh he was just basically like obsessed with me I made want to get away but then you look at his family life oh like my gosh. we never even hear about his mom 
I no. mean, he or, talks or about her. She's supposedly her, around, right? but we don't see She's her. She's supposedly yeah. around, but her, his dad's this hard ass military yeah. guy who wants him to like get good grades and get a job and like join the military or whatever, um, or either like basically become a doctor or join the military. Yeah. And Nick yeah. just wants to like play drums. He and, enjoys and, music and, and, and wants to be passionate about his music. Yeah. And his dad um, fights him on it, and so he doesn't really have that like strength in love. Basically, mm-hmm. what I'm, I think what I'm saying is he doesn't have like a perfect model or a good model of like affection yeah to, yeah, he's to like have a presented or be a part of and yeah. he doesn't have that outlet yeah he's kind of trying to figure it out mm-hmm. and in mm-hmm. part of figuring that out is figuring out what level to do that with yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's too much right? yeah exactly and, and it's too much because he yeah. just doesn't know it's like a new thing for him right right and that's very relatable yeah well and then he starts smoking too much weed to numb then, himself yeah, exactly. right it's like this very teenage like also grappling <laughs> exactly like you're just trying to figure out what the hell am i doing who am i and how do i survive this fucking life yeah exactly and yeah i mean you can point to that in any of the characters exactly yeah they all express it in very different ways right like james franco's character who's like the classic like kind of bad boy fuck up but like he also is nuanced like he wants to go to school and he wants to be smart but he literally doesn't know how to do it he he can't figure it out right and 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 his home life doesn't really like allow him yeah to do it either because yeah. we see a small snippet of like his mom basically like making him skip school mm-hmm. to go or, like be super med- late to school med- to go meds, help get yeah. meds and take care of his family and and that's just you know rock and hard place that he's right. in between which which is hard but yeah love it uh and then there's good old neil schweiber discovering his dad's <laughs> affair oh, which is one of the and most then everyone in his family's like yeah we know like, yeah well, it's like this is right. obvious <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. and it's so again it's just like one of those things where it's like not every single character is going to discover that his, their parents are having an affair but that's right. what happens right yep. and like it, it is life and it's like brutal and like this he finds the remote under his dad's car mm-hmm. seat and then spends all evening just driving around neighborhoods trying to figure out yeah. like which garage door it opens and then of course it opens one finally like the mm-hmm. last one he tries and his dad's iconic Corvette with the yeah. stupid license plate of, of I Flossum is there <laughs> and then he just throws the remote and that's the end of the yeah. episode Yep. And uh, one of the things that Judd Apatow has talked about for one of the reasons that the show was canceled when they were talking to the network about it mm-hmm. was how a lot of the episodes do not have good wrap ups, not in the sense of like they're not uh, like good quality, but that they aren't happy endings. They're not sitcom mm-hmm. endings, yeah. which yeah. is kind of like to that audience at that time was yeah. very off putting. And that's yeah, like, it sure. was reflected in the ratings they talked about. Cause there were like certain episodes where they're like a better upbeat ending mm-hmm. and they were always doing better than the ones that were in the downbeat ending. Yeah. And I think it's like speaks to the quality of the show, taking the risk that it did at the time yeah. it was made to be like, no, the end of the episode is Neil discovering that his dad is cheating and cut to black. And then right. it's revisited three episodes later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually, I think it's so interesting because I think, going back to the like what the audience is yeah i think it really is us now yeah exactly right? i think that's made a very saying, good point Anna, about it. is it's us now not people in 1999 right. watching yeah. this about people 19 years ago going yes. to high school because i i think one of the reasons why it failed then is i think one of the reasons why it excels now 
is because it doesn't have a perfect mm-hmm. happy ending every time because that's not real life. Right. Correct. And going along that relatable vein, right? Like not everything in life is happy go lucky. Yes. Everything was perfect and everything had a, a bow and a rainbow on it. Like Mm-hmm. that's just real life sometimes shit sucks sometimes yeah. things go yeah. poorly sometimes your mom breaks up with your boyfriend for you and you realize no, that you didn't want to oh break up God. with him yeah. but that's what i mean like that's the end of the episode was yeah. her saying like did yep. you just break up with, with my, my boyfriend, boyfriend for yeah. me and then that like nothing else happened yeah. in the episode well right? and i think we've seen yep. so much tv now yeah. that it's right. like we can appreciate those things more it's like okay yeah. a happy ending is predictable and kind yeah. of boring like yeah, yeah totally. woo, we got it nice shiny bow i would rather have the did you just break up with my boyfriend yeah, for the me complexity, and right? then the episode is over and like even if this show was coming out now i feel like that would be even better because then you'd yep. have to wait until next week to yeah. see what the yep. hell is about to happen totally exactly. and it, this is uh, exactly like harping on a d- what you guys are talking about this is the perfect show of it was released too early for its mm-hmm. era. Yeah. Like I think about the other very, very good example of this is Arrested Development. One of the mm. reasons that Arrested Development was like canceled was because it was like too good for its time. If it had come out like 10 years later, it would have been like ongoing for years and years and mm-hmm. years. But like the audience couldn't quite connect. Twin Peaks is another great example where like oh, yeah. the studio had such a different idea mm-hmm. of what they wanted the show to be. And so when they turned it into what the show wanted to be, it lost its zest in mm-hmm. life. And I think that yeah. it's almost honestly a blessing that the show was canceled because it didn't have that interference mm-hmm. that yeah. that meddling hand that we always talk about sometimes like there are certain episodes that we'll watch of shows where it's like the studio wrote this and the people that right. made the show had no say yeah. in it mm-hmm. this yeah. none of the episodes feel like that everybody right. feels like this was the voice that they wanted to present mm-hmm. and it didn't connect at the time which is a shame mm-hmm. but it's yeah. also like to us a blessing because yeah. it is such a cult classic Nobody watches the show and is like, that was complete utter trash. Yeah. I, I don't think. No. And I think this could have easily have been one of those shows that we see go on too long. Right. Exactly. Like, this is yeah. so good. We have to keep making it. And then it just gets yep. bad. And you're like, why are they still yeah. making this? How many like- years are they in high school? <laughs> 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 so we got held back six times. Right. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> Sam's yeah. a senior in college yeah. and they're still in high school. I was even thinking about that. I was like. Okay, so Lindsay is, is for all tens, intents and purposes, our main character, right? Yeah. They're all main characters, and they do a really good mm-hmm. job of, like, Lindsay being the, the main while everybody else is also still a main character. But Lindsay's a junior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next year, she's a senior. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to college. All nine of those other people are not going to college with her. How do you have a cohesive story while you flip back between yeah. different college colleges and all this stuff? And then, you know, so it got me thinking. I was like, well how would they have like continued this show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to jump forward into like a season two thing. No, I'm but it's part of our discussion, yet, right? But it's like, like, it's interesting. What was, th- I, I would really love to know what the vision of the show was mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. forward. Like what their yeah. plan was. Yeah. Cause I was thinking about that too. Like, obviously it's hard to think about it now because it's been so long. In hindsight. So right. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know what I would want from a season two, no idea, but yeah. even then I don't know what I would want. Maybe like, Sam being older in high school and then seeing what the Mm -hmm. quote unquote freaks are doing outside of high school. But I don't know if it would hit the same. Like, and I had the headcanon of it being like, okay, you have a full another year where you can do the same type of show. Right. Mm -hmm. The real question is what you do in like season three. Right. Right. And so I think what you transition to is you, you phase out some of the freaks that are Mm -hmm. obviously graduating and moving on. You could keep some of them incorporated, like keep, 
James Franco, Jason Siegel, and Seth Rogen for another couple seasons because they're fucking around town and not going to college. Right. They're like yeah. working at the gas station or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> right. And they run into and Sam and they become friends with Sam or something. Oh my God. Like, there you <laughs> go. Right. Yeah. And then you incorporate new uh, geeks coming mm-hmm. in as like the freshman newbies. And you could even kind of do a different vibe where instead of, uh, you know, a bunch of boys into the nerdy stuff, you get like a bunch of uh, women mm-hmm. who are like in a very different quality, like trying to be the cheerleader popular girls, mm-hmm. but obviously like can't kind of break yeah. into that life. Yeah. And they, you know, mm-hmm. like there are ways that you can do it where you're kind of slowly rotating the cast out yeah. without it just being like a whole new cast or a whole different show because yeah. you can kind of keep some of the, the folks yeah. around. That even made me think of like if it was Sam, Neil, and Bill as like seniors, and then there's a freshman group of freaks, and then they would have empathy for those kids because yeah. Sam's like, that was my sister and her yeah, friends. Like totally. even when he sticks up for, um, what the hell is his name? James Franco's character? Daniel. Daniel, Daniel thank yeah. you. <laughs> when he sticks up for Daniel, when they all have mm-hmm. to be on uh, the AV club with him. Yeah, he's like, that's a good No, episode. he's not bad. He's friends with my sister. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. He's a nice guy. Like, I, Yeah, I talked to him. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Uh, and, and it's interesting because, like, you know, bringing up Daniel again, it's he has a sense of, like, respect and restraint when he needs to. Mm-hmm. And, like, there are times when he's really sensitive and is, like, talks to various characters mm-hmm. that you would be like, why is he talking to that yeah. person? And has, like, an actual great conversation with them. Mm-hmm. One of the poets that sticks out of my head is uh, he talks – there's, like, a secondary geek that shows up. He has, like, really long hair. And yeah. Harris. Like a, yeah, Harris. Yeah, Harris. And he, like, is talking with him about – like, he's just, like, reading his textbook he's or like whatever. He's, like, yeah, he's, like, the wise geek. Yeah, he's, like, the wise – The ladies' man wise yeah. geek. Yeah, the ladies' man wise geek. Um, he like talks to him and he's like, man, you got it all figured out. And you're like, why is this freak talking to the geek in that way? Because yeah. like, you don't see that, but mm-hmm. he's like, you're, you know, you're, com- you're confident mm-hmm. in who you are. You're not mm-hmm. a confident person, but you know what you like. Yeah. You seem to have it all figured out. And it's like these great moments where you watch the interactions that I remember having in high school, talking yeah. to that senior when I was a freshman yeah. mm-hmm. and hearing their thoughts about me or that weird mm-hmm. thing that I was sharing with them or they were sharing with me. And it's, uh, again, it's just like, it, I'm going to keep waxing poetic about the strengths of the writing of the mm-hmm. show because yeah. it feels so real and genuine yeah. mm-hmm. and earnest, which I think is an important quality to the whole of the show. There are times when they're earnestly talking about heartbreak and mm-hmm. sadness and failure yep. and you empathize and sympathize with all the characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even like when they're having the house party, Sam talks to Ken. Yeah. It's like the only time they ever interact. Yeah. He's like, are you friends with my sister? And he's like, yeah, I guess like they're not even really friends yet, Mm -hmm. but they have this connection where Sam's like, please make sure that nothing bad happens to our house and to my sister. Right. And then they like chit chat before they all leave too. And it's just this like, they're kids. Yeah. Whether they're older or younger and they're just connecting on like a human level. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's, I like the Ken and the Daniel and Nick. Like I like those characters because everybody has such this perception that they're such bad boys yeah. and whatever. And it's like, they're just burnouts. They're just stoners. Yeah. They literally are so kind to everyone else yeah. who's not in their group. Right. Like they don't isolate other people. No. They don't bully yeah. other people. Like to the point with Daniel, like yeah. all these geeks and all these people have this perception of him when he's never really been mean to any of them. Yeah. Well, and even when they mess with each other, it's like the way that we mess with each other. Yeah, right. Exactly. You just flip each other shit and whatever. Exactly. Or like when Nick, blows up the band and then he 
like doesn't make it into the other band and they all just come over and hang out with him. We don't see that, but they talk about yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. they talk and about how they went to just go support him because right. they knew he had a hard day. Exactly. Right? It's exactly. this, you know, like they're just a group of friends. They're just yeah. lost teenagers. <laughs> and, and sometimes, especially that that's one of the smart things the show does is that whenever there is kind of like bullying or that kind of tension, it usually is brought in by like a third party, yeah. right? You talk about Rashida Jones coming in mm-hmm. and bullying Sam. She is the friend of one of the main characters, but she is not like the main freak in the group and it's an effective way because you can see then the dilemma from the freaks trying to navigate like why a friend of theirs is being mean to the Mm -hmm. geeks and especially Lindsay's sister or brothers yeah and you can understand like that kind of push and pull that you often felt when you were growing up and people were at odds and you didn't quite understand how to how to deal with it Mm -hmm. it's just so good it's so good it's like insane um favorite episodes everyone I don't know if I have a favorite episode. Really? No, I don't. I'm trying to remember which I, I, I actually was thinking about this as I was watching. Yeah. Um, give me, you go first and then I'll, let me, let me pull it up. I don't know if I have a specific, but like the first few, when you're like really getting into yeah. it, I, every time I watch it, like audibly laugh out loud yeah. just at the, it never like, loses its funniness no. or its charm or anything. Like I'm that. by myself yeah. in my living room watching it and I'm like giggling because yeah. they're just like, just the, even the back and forth or like the little side comments that they make, yeah. like, it's just funny. And I think it, it's that like fun, exciting feeling right at the beginning totally. where you're getting to know the characters and trying to figure out what's going on. Even if, You've seen it five times. <laughs> is that how many times you've seen this? Probably. This is probably like my fifth. Fifth or so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, mine is like the, it is the easiest poll for me. It's the Dungeons and Dragons episode. Oh, oh the it's very classic. last episode? Yeah. I think yeah. it's like genuinely one of the single best episodes of television ever made. Mm. I, I think it like <clears throat> so perfectly encapsulates the way in which people want to exemplify a persona that isn't necessarily theirs Mm -hmm. and realizing you have to live in your own skin. You can't pretend to be somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and it's so strong. And uh, the reason I also love it is like the callbacks that have been made in popular culture to this one episode so many times when the newest Dungeons and Dragons movie was coming out, the ones that came out like two years ago yeah. over the summer that the promo for it was the four of them as adults playing Dungeons oh my and gosh, Dragons funny. as if it was oh, really? their campaign. And then they were like, wait, we've been playing for like, as if they never ever stopped <laughs> playing that whole time. And they're all adults like, Oh That's yeah, cool. I guess we never did stop. Mm-hmm. I, we, we should pull it up. Cause it's very funny. That's cool. Um, but I just, it's just so fucking good. Yeah, I think uh, my so my favorite episode was Choking and Token. Mm. Very good. Where um you know you have uh Bill and uh, what's the bully's name? Anyways, you have you have Lindsay actually trying weed for the first time. Uh, <laughs> and so then she's she loses like, her shit, and she totally <laughs> loses her shit. And I think the best, my favorite, my, I have two favorite scenes out of that whole thing. Oh, the Alan, first, that's the bully's name. Yeah, Alan, Alan, I just Alan got right? There. Thank you. Um, Alan had fed uh, Bill peanuts. Mm-hmm. Bill's super, super deathly allergic to peanuts. He thought he was literally just, almost dies. Literally mm-hmm. almost dies. Alan is giving him shit all the time, and and even in that episode says like Bill's always lying about all that stuff yeah. and whatever. When he goes into his hospital room to see if he's faking the yeah. like emergency well, that happened. But really, it's a defense mechanism, he, totally. yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. he feels like very vulnerable. Yeah, totally. Um, and I, I just loved that moment where he thinks Bill is passed out when he's really just kind of like resting. Yeah. And he very, very, he like very widely opens his heart and says, I'm so sorry. And like almost breaks into yeah, tears. Yeah, he says like, you guys don't include like, me in anything. You guys don't include I like me sci-fi. In... I want to hang exactly. out with you guys and you don't include me, yeah. but I'm the, but like I'm the bad yeah, guy. And, and he's like, 
I remember back like however many years ago or or whatever whatever, like I always thought you guys were so cool and I would never got invited to stuff and whatever and then you see like you know that really relatable Mm -hmm. like kid who who bullies these other people because man he just really wanted to be part of the group yeah well and it's interesting because it, it relates to like I've had an experience like that where in unconsciously not realizing that I was the bully of another person because yeah. of the way that your group can isolate somebody yeah, else totally. without you realizing it yep. because you're just in tune with the group. Mm-hmm. Right. And yep. that like was a really hard realization much later in life when I was like, Oh fuck, I was the bad Excluded. guy there. Yeah. Right. And that's sure. a, a lot of us have had experiences like that mm-hmm. where they mm-hmm. knowing or unknowing did that. And again, it speaks to the quality of the show yeah. where it's able to touch into that like very very specific pain point that so many of us go through because almost universally everybody has either been bullied or Mm -hmm. was a bully Mm -hmm. to somebody else and i think it like is really wise of the show the way that they present that and show that it wasn't you know bill being a terrible person they just misunderstood you know it just wasn't they didn't want to hang out with him and then of course he retaliates for so long because he doesn't have another way to express the challenges so it's it's a very heartfelt moment And, and i love the cap of that that scene where Bill invites him to go with them to the the the, the Comic Con or whatever it is, yeah. the sci-fi really convention. Cool, but the sci-fi convention. But the other other great scene in that is when Lizzie's super baked. <laughs> and she's okay, so she gets really baked. She she hangs out with all the stoners, but she never smokes, right? Yeah. She goes and actually smokes weed in her house which by like herself. The yeah, most she steals unhinged, like crazy way to do it, it yeah. is like go in your room and smoke weed in your house for in the, the first middle of the day because then her dad comes home and he's like, day. "Why are you here?" She's like high, and he's like, "You need." be babysitting right now so she goes and babysits she pulls Millie in because she's like I'm so fucked right now yeah like I'm way too high I can't there's do this. no way I'm gonna also Millie is a one yeah, <laughs> we love Millie yeah. so, so Millie goes and helps her uh you know babysit and she gets like you know tagged and she's it and she's freaking out she's like no I'm not I can't be it I don't <laughs> yeah whatever the kid's in there but, I don't know what to do about yeah, it yeah. I don't know what to do but the best part was when they were sitting on the couch and the dog was oh sleeping. <laughs> it is and, one of the great and, So, and the reason why I love this is because, like, y'all, I used to smoke a ton of weed. Yeah. I used to get that high yeah. all the time. Where you're just, and like, I've not been okay. There. Yeah. So she's, like, talking to Millie about how, like, this whole world and the whole, our whole experience is, like, really just a dream of the dog right now. That's asleep and as in soon front as of her. The, yes. who, that's asleep in front of them, the, the like, people's, their babysitting yeah. dog. She's, like, as soon as the dog wakes up, we might just fade away and yeah, never have existed. And then Millie like <laughs> just goes and wakes up like the dog. is being supportive and like <laughs> it, it's like in tandem like fucking with her, but also yes. like look everything's gonna be okay. And she goes like wrestles the dog and like wakes yes, him up and then so cute. and like she, Lindsay's just freaking the mm-hmm. fuck out. She's having a bad trip and, and sometimes you just yeah. gotta kind of slap some sense yeah, into them. In the, yeah, and that's you gotta, like, like Millie's version you of that. You gotta jerk of, like, some reality into someone. Yeah, uh, but it's just like I've been that high before and like <laughs> one of my one of my favorite. In a dog's dream. No, but not quite <laughs> that specific. But yeah. But like one of my one of my deepest like high thoughts was I, I would like be in a crowded place. I would get high and go to a party, for example, right. in college. And I'd be looking around at everybody there and I'm like, damn, ev- there's like so many different perspectives and lives happening all at the exact same time, including my own. 
and mine is unique and there's like a hundred other and and then that like spirals right yeah like right I, I know the mental gymnastics that your your brain goes through yeah when you're that high so i just i related to that really hard i still love that scene yeah it's so funny because <laughs> she's freaked out she's like crying it's a very yes. good episode um, because it, it gives you the, a perfect example of the lit- literal high yeah and highs mm-hmm. and lows of people's lives when they're exactly. in high school bill literally yep. almost dies yep. from a prank mm-hmm. gone wrong yep and has this really heartfelt moment with his bully that he then invites him he like he understands that he wasn't doing anything wrong and heard the earnest uh, apology and was like you should come and then he ends up not going it's like a sad moment just don't don't do it it. again because i might die and he's like i won't yeah i I thought that was really sweet that alan actually showed up um, but then the end muster saw them all there and was like you could tell he was really conflicted because he really wanted to go but it was kind of like a he felt too far gone Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like I've kind of thing, I'm, which, I'm in this role now, which breaks your heart because it you're really like, does. Yeah, he finally got welcomed in. That's what he's always wanted, and then he just he's he's too far gone. He's too he's too past the, you know, point of the no trauma return. or the, yeah. the hurt that he's felt this whole time. So isn't that the last episode that he's in? Also, I believe so. I don't think yeah, he's I don't in think he shows up that. anymore. He yeah. on his IMDb it says he's only in nine episodes, which would mean he was in like. It the could first be the last episode. Yeah. I know he was in one when um, he may have popped up again, like intermittently. He or was like in another. He was in the one where um, the sports, basketball, all that where stuff. Where the coaches, where uh, the coach, and everything. He's in that. Okay, yeah, um, but I don't, I don't think know timeline wise yeah, where that meaningful. was. But he's not like a very yeah. It's not like a super. But it is also a good cap to that character because yeah. it shows totally. like you don't need to continue to see him bullying these characters. Well, and if that was the conclusion of their relationship, yeah. then he wouldn't be popping up naturally, Very, right? Yeah, because he would just he avoid him instead of bullying right, him. Right, or right? they just wouldn't see him around and he wouldn't be yeah. coming near them yeah. or hanging out yep. around them or following them around the neighborhood anymore. Yeah, like, totally. it would just be a natural, like, he faded out of the background. Totally. I think he was actually in another episode because I remember thinking, I remember having the thought when it was the 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 coach dating yeah. uh, it's like Bill's the next episode, episode mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. so. he is in that episode and i remember him kind of giving bill shit and i was like man y'all just had like this moment and but that's just that's kids sometimes that's no, boys and, and he stuff says, sometimes right like haberchuk is the man because he walks out of gym and yeah, he just like tells right. the gym teacher to fuck off basically and oh in less yeah words. that is where <laughs> he shows up <laughs> yep. yeah where he's yep. like oh, yeah because the gym teacher yells at him mm-hmm. he like screams at him to shut the fuck up uh-huh. like really loudly in front of everybody because he's making like smart ass remarks <laughs> yep. yeah um yeah yeah, Tom Wilson's great. Um, yes. God, I just it it makes me so sad and happy yeah. that we watch this show because it's I like know. I immediately want to start it over again because yeah, totally, it's mm-hmm. so quality and so rewatchable. I think like you mentioned how yeah. much you love this show. I'm curious because you're our guest. We should do like a little interview section oh, okay. of why this is like your show. Like, what is it about this show that like you feel so attached to, and like it is your favorite of all time of these, uh, you know, season one shows that we go over. Flushing the question out a little bit more and just adding to it, like in your top five or top ten, where does the show go? Is it oh number one? Is it? It's not number one, yeah. no. Or even maybe even the top ten. Right. You just might just enjoy yeah. it. Right? Yeah, it definitely is one of my favorite shows. Um. Andrew shouted me out last week when he said dust off your DVDs because I literally have the DVD set of this because I'm scared that eventually you won't be able to stream it and they need to be able to watch this show. (laughs) I get it. Um, I I watched it for the first time in college with one of my really good friends. Mm. Yeah. And it just brought this level of joy that current TV just wasn't it just didn't hit. giving. Yeah, yeah totally. it just Absolutely get it. like we've talked about. It's so relatable. It's so genuine. It's so authentic. It's funny. It's serious. It's 
all of the things that you want it to be mm-hmm. without being over the top. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's this really cool kind of niche spot for us specifically because it's a generation that you can relate to, but also is just a little bit out of reach, right? Yeah. Like when Bush as the vice president <laughs> comes yeah, right. to the school and they're talking about Reagan and Lindsay's coming up with her question and she's like, yeah. I want to ask him about trickle down. Yes. <laughs> so funny. Yes. Yeah. Stuff like that where it's like, this is not our reality, totally. but we yeah. know so much about it or like, right you know, the parents and things like that, where it's like, it's this just out of reach Mm -hmm. generation that we Mm -hmm. kind of can see. I don't know. It just is this like beautiful amalgamation of all the things that I want it to be. Like the first time I watched it, I was just like, where has this been my whole life? This is such a, yeah. yeah, Like, and we would just sit and laugh. And like, every time I watch it, Bill is my favorite. And I'm just like astounded by how much he just like tickles me. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It just, it's enjoyable every time. And I will notice new things every time and we'll laugh at the same things every time. And yeah, I just, I think it's really unique, but also very, I don't know, comforting, even though it isn't like just like any other show. It has this like feeling of like one of your favorite shows. Yeah. Yeah. It is a it is also because you have 18 episodes that are all 45 minutes long. It is actually a pretty good background show. Mm -hmm. Like if you wanted to do the dishes and have something on your laptop running in the background, Mm -hmm. you could have it on and then you tune into that one scene that, you know, is funny or one scene, you know, is heartbreaking Mm -hmm. and not in a that's not like a bad thing in the way that I'm trying to put it. It's like. It's, it is a nice show to it watch is. and enjoy. And yeah. I, I would wager that every single person on the planet could relate in some way to some of these characters. Yeah, totally. Because like everybody has been in a position like this before, mm-hmm. at least once, where you're that awkward person or you're mm-hmm. that uh, overly confident person yeah. mm-hmm. or you're stoned or totally. you're the person running a small business or like whatever it is, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Everybody, you get into a car accident, your parents are mad at you, you mm-hmm. get grounded. Um, so it's just uh, so relatable. So I'm really happy that it is a, a top 10 of yours uh, yeah. and that you have the DVDs. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is uh, for anyone who uh, has made it this far and didn't watch the show. Shame on you. But it is on Paramount Plus to stream. So uh, it's, also it's on Hulu. Hulu. That's where and I watched Hulu. it. Perfect. Yeah. So you yep. got two options. Uh, yeah. Very accessible. Wait, I have a question for you, Presley. Oh, perfect. Do you think that it was filmed in Vancouver? It was definitely not filmed in Vancouver. That's I a had good to, question. Sorry. You want to know why I know that? Tell me. Because it looks like it's filmed in LA all the time because they have in certain scenes they show outdoor lockers. Mm. And even in the winter when they're I like know doing, when it's Michigan it's, and it's I'm Michigan like, no in the winter. And yeah. it's no one's wearing a coat and it's green outside mm-hmm. and leaves around the yeah. trees, right? Obviously yeah. it's not. They're like outside watching the band practice. <laughs> it's not supposed to be in January. I'm like, no, you're dead of frostbite. Yeah, yeah. January yeah, exactly. January would um, be way colder. This was that. before the well no it actually wasn't. It was kind of post the first Vancouver film renaissance and oh, now we're okay. in the second oh. Vancouver film oh, renaissance. Okay. Ooh. Um, second renaissance <laughs> second wave well, of vancouver yeah. no it's true because like if you look at early 80s shows mm-hmm. or early mid 80s a lot of shows were filmed in vancouver because the tax rates were really good yeah. mm-hmm. and then some of those legislations changed and it made it actually cheaper to film in la mm-hmm. and in new york right and then once again because taxes raised in the u.s it kind of restarted back uh in the early 2010s this is my nerdy uh weird film production Perfect. knowledge. Um, but the other thing I was reading about is how the entire, there's only one 
hallway set in the whole show oh yeah and they reuse it and redress it for every single shot that's so cool so like sometimes the stairs are there sometimes they're not Mm. sometimes they're at the end Mm. of the hallway and not and it's like they just built this one small section but it's like the versatility of those kinds of productions like redo it change the angles like exactly right and change the posters like you're talking about repaint the lockers or have different sets of lockers that they change out uh and uh, I just read also that the show was created by Paul Feig, who is just another one of those people that uh, has been a very influential, funny person for mm. a very long time, directed a bunch of episodes of The Office and co-wrote a lot of the mm. American Office, stuff like that, right, where you don't really – and it's interesting how a lot of these people now, especially on the writing side, have not uh, lasted as long. Like, mm. Judd Apatow has kind of lost his shine to him. Yeah. Same mm. thing with Paul Feig. Like, he he did Bridesmaids, which was amazing, but then he also did – the all-females Ghostbusters, which was the least funny movie ever released. Oh, um, hot take. Yeah, right? That. Don't have an opinion, but <laughs> you don't think that I've never seen it, but that was just a bold claim. <laughs> uh, you should watch it and let us know uh, okay. in private, but that is... It, I have it takes no a problem. lot for me to not like a movie, so... It's pretty pretty rough. Okay. Uh, anyway, mm. getting off of that, I want to know one thing you guys didn't like about I was just show. about to ask because that, Because, like... This show is as close to a perfect season one show that we're ever going to have. You know, there might be mm. one or two others that we discover along yep. the way. But we need to we need to give a little bit of nuance, like in the sense of what we think this show could improve upon mm-hmm. or what isn't perfect. Maybe it is perfect and you don't have something. But I feel like we I can at least think of one thing. And I'm curious what you all. I actually do have one thing. So and I thought about this as I was as I was watching it, of course, there. For 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 as good as the show does with. Um, building context and like moving plot along where it gets continuous through the show. Yeah. They do also have a lot of moments where significant developments happen between characters mm-hmm. or, you know, conversations or events. And then the next episode comes up and it's like, it never happened. Mm. Yeah. Like there's an episode where, you know, like, I'm trying to think of a better example, but I'm I'm having a hard time because I'm you know thinking about the show as a whole. But like, there's an episode where basically uh, Kim is asked by Lindsay to stop picking on her bro- or her brother, yep. and then she kind of still gives him shit and stuff, and she says she won't do it. And that could just be like, oh, that's just her character or whatever. But there's a lot of those moments in the show where people have a certain event that happens or a certain connection or whatever, where they they air something out or they agree on something, and then mm-hmm. that thing kind of like fades away. I, I'm going to push back on you. Oh, yeah. no. Okay. Because Let's get into it. Isn't that very much a teenage thing to do? Well, and so that's a very and, good point. And so I, I thought about that too. as well. It's like, like, well, that's very much like, uh, yes. Yeah, like we had a very genuine, earnest moment yeah. together totally. and whatever, whatever. And then yeah. tomorrow we're both going to pretend like it <laughs> yeah, didn't happen. Yeah, 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 right. It's <laughs> awkward and, and, now. And right? I think that's a very valid like counter argument to that. Um, and I even thought about that yeah. as I was thinking about it, even before <laughs> we recorded this and, and we're, we're talking about this subject, like I thought about that. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, but they are teenagers and they're stuck in their ways yeah. and they're, 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 they're clinging on for dear life to just being understand yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. they just to go back to, they, think they, are they like have moment. this like homeostasis to just go back to the way they were. Yeah. And, and so that can very much be. The reasoning mm-hmm. for it, right? But you also see her parents, Lindsay's yeah. parents doing the same thing. Yeah. Where they have this heartfelt conversation with her or with each other or with Sam or something goes on. And then literally the next episode, her dad's just a dick again. Yeah. Right? I, I think like this is somewhat of a problem of like serialized television that yeah. like you need to have, like if you change your characters too much episode to episode, by the end of the show, you're not going to have 
the sure. same show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't disagree with you though, because there are plenty of examples, even in inter episode. One yeah. of the episodes is, is like the thrust of it is Lindsay uh, basically not steals, but borrows without permission her parents' car, yeah. gets it into a major car accident, and it's like the front end's completely destroyed. Yeah. And so then she's like grounded forever and she can't do anything. And then she becomes like the kind of person that she was before she kind of started hanging out with the freaks, mm-hmm. rejoins the mathletes. And then all of the the grounding car subplot is dropped by the latter half of the episode and never comes back up again when clearly her parents were fuming mad mm. before and like it was really a big problem and then because mm-hmm. it was more about Lindsay's development of like whether or not she wanted to be the kind of mathly co-curricular person mm-hmm. yeah. or at the end she realizes no I'm actually more of a freak now than than I I'm not enjoying this yeah. anymore mm-hmm. I think like that's what you're talking about where like the main thrust the point of the episode is kind of dropped to fulfill a different thing Mm. that is kind of missing i don't disagree with you entirely but i'm kind of like i find it's more of like it is a television show where you gotta kind of keep the characters yeah totally of course you and i mean you you can't you're right you can't develop your your characters beyond recognition (laughs) exactly right? right like you can do that slowly over time you know, you talk about like character development in in a show like House, like House as a character, as mm. a person changes over nine seasons and ends up being whoever he is at the end, right? Sure, you can't do it in one season, right? right? Like that's yeah. yeah, totally valid. Um, I don't have anything. <laughs> I this is one of those shows where it's so near and dear to me that I don't want to overanalyze it to the point where there's something wrong with it. Why did you want to be on the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I am here to just proclaim my love. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I I think like (laughs) I, I I agree with both of what you're saying, but also in the back of my head, I'm justifying those, Mm -hmm. those things within the plot as well, because I just, I am all for being analytical and for picking things apart, but sometimes when something just brings you so much joy, mm-hmm. I don't want to. I think that's fair. And even as I was watching it, I was like, okay, I know you guys are going to like be, <laughs> let's talk about something that's not great. And there was nothing that stuck out to me naturally. And yeah. so I wasn't going to dig. And so it's perfect. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, and even if you even, feel that way, that's a valid understanding yeah. of it. I mean, even my like quote unquote bad or thing I didn't like, like, I had the exact same thought that you even <laughs> brought up as a counter argument before we even had the conversation. I'm yeah, like, right. well, that's just how kids are sometimes. Right. Well, and even yours to their identity. She gets out by hanging out with Millie, which is what her parents wanted. Right. Yeah. She goes back to who she normally was. So they're like, okay, I guess yep. we'll give her some wiggle room. Yep. But then she stops being that at the end of the episode. It's never brought yeah, back up again. I know. Yeah. I, I, like, I'm just trying she, yeah. to give Andrew's argument a little bit of validity. That yeah, was like, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, who cares about his point? <laughs> they actually did at the end. Her friend showed up to her math competition and had a new so fender for cute. them. That was one of the... And that's I like the, but, but it was the just kind good of like moments of the thing. show yeah. where like you see the other characters supporting one another mm-hmm. in the way that you would do in high school yeah. where it's like, oh, our friend's doing this stupid math lead mm-hmm. thing. Let's go and watch it. Well, and they tried to pretend like they were just, just so happened to be there Yeah, right. Everybody's like circumstantially well, there yeah. and i think it's nice that her parents got to see them there too totally. right like her parents came yeah. to watch because they don't really yeah. like the fruits. right and then they got to see like oh these people do genuinely care about our child yep. and yeah. are just other dumb teenagers i think it just goes to show like 
I mean, the whole thing about the freaks, like I was kind of saying before, is they have like everybody has this misconception that they're just troublemakers and mm-hmm. they're like whatever, but they're really just misfits. Yeah, yeah. they're 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 misfits and, and they're not. The the throws of puberty and, and they're not. Yeah. They're fucking teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. no teenagers are misfits. Right. They're seventeen year old. <laughs> right. yeah. like, your brain is not fully developed, exactly. and you're just trying shit until something sticks. Yeah. Totally, they're, they're misfits in the same way. Yes. that the geeks are. Mm-hmm. Yep. They they don't belong to the the like normal big blob of like quote unquote normal Mm -hmm. high school kids because they just don't follow that same that same path um Mm -hmm. but then you know i i liked that you get to see the moments where they support each other yeah and the parents like you said and i get to support or see them supporting Lindsay, and then go like oh maybe these people are actually like pretty decent friends yeah they're burnouts maybe we don't really know them right yeah i feel like that having given that's the light you see in in Lindsay's parents eyes was like oh well, these guys are actually maybe all right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. which I thought was cool. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I have a small bad thing because I brought up the question. So I feel oh, like go I ahead. need to have it. Um, this is a, a, a challenging one. It was filmed one in LA. <laughs> it wasn't filmed, it was filmed in, in Canada. LA. No, not <laughs> Vancouver. How dare they? <laughs> it's just something I notice. It's just one of those like, it's not even a pet peeve. It's just like. It seems to be. I don't care. It's just when they pretend that it's another place or. Anyway, just pretending on a TV show, how dare they? How could they dare act? I would rather the see these kids frolicking in the snow one day than <laughs> yeah. pretending I mean, that LA is right. in LA. Um, mine is that written in the late 90s, uh, it is not particularly sensitive to people that are different than the freaks of the geeks. That is, um, yeah, that's And right. that's one of those things where I, I like judging it of its time it's less of a problem but even then people still should have known that it was bad especially the pilot does not come off well anymore yeah um, yeah. as it used to you know yeah um and i can understand why they were writing it and especially because you're not only watching a show that was written in the 90s but it's from the 80s which was an even less sensitive time than the late 90s 20 years later uh but it is uh kind of unfortunate to me that there are some jokes that have aged extremely poorly, poorly. Yeah. Yes. Um, yep. because on the whole, and I would say 98% of the show is written so impeccably well and holds up so extremely mm-hmm. well yeah. that like those little moments honestly stand out a little bit more because yep. they're so jarring relative to the rest of the quality. I thought it was going to be worse though. If I'm honest, and, uh, yeah. I was kind of waiting for there to be something that was going to rub me. So the wrong way really that I was going to yeah. not want to watch yeah. it. Like, yeah. And all of the things that got close, I was like, okay, yeah. okay, we're fine. Like it, the the worst offender by far is the pilot because yeah. it is, uh, you know, basically yeah. there's a there, there's a character who uh, is not like everybody else yes. and maybe has some mental uh, differences mm-hmm. from everybody else. And people keep giving him a hard time mm-hmm. in various ways that he doesn't understand. He thinks they're trying to be fun, mm-hmm. but really they're making fun of him. And yeah. then Lindsay calls him the R word yes. and he has a freak out and yeah. breaks his arm. And it's really genuinely heartbreaking, but it's also like that was allowed on television back right. then when it is not allowed today and our different sensibilities of it. Yeah. And I do think there is something redeeming about that too, of like she thought she was sticking up for him and yes. helping him. And, really she and she him. was also being just as hurtful. Yeah. Yep. And, and she kind of makes it up because she ends up going to the dance and having a dance with him and apologizing. Mm-hmm. But it is one of those moments where, especially if you have, uh, if you're 
coming into the show because we are recommending it to mm-hmm. you. The pilot is brace yourself is the harder yeah. one to yes. get through, and that's yeah. true of so many TV pilots where they're so much rougher than the rest mm-hmm. of the show because you know the two through eighteen of the episodes yes. are yeah. so much stronger than that one totally. episode. Yes. And obviously, there are little moments that stick out in my brain of like bullying mm-hmm. and little moments of people calling yeah. people out in certain way. Yeah, or like sexist comments, sexist and comments. Like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, women being treated very rough uh, yeah. in, in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. That, you know, again, I don't want to be overly critical because when it was written, it was a very different mm-hmm. time in comedy sure. on the whole. And that's true of every About comedy a different from time that was even before then, right? Like, it's exactly. valid, right. though. You know, when we talk about the time that they're reflecting about, this was, uh, you know, the show was written to take place 44 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah Which yeah, is totally. completely insane to yeah. think about. Yes. But the show was even written 23 years ago, right. which is also insane to think yeah. about since I'm, you know, 28, Andrew, you know, you 30, guys are both yeah. 30, mm-hmm. right? Like, we coming from a different generation even if the show is appealing to us so it's a minor criticism all things considered i actually had the same thought that you both did and specifically what you said and i was like oh man am i like able to watch this yourself because because i have only until like this is the second time i've seen it i've watched it one time all the way through yeah and i binged it and i loved it and i forgot about like the kind of like uh how <laughs> how rough i guess the yeah. first episode is yeah and, and other rough moments throughout the like sprinkled it's a light yeah sprinkling. yeah there's there's but like the first one is like a lot more concentrated yeah mm-hmm. in it but i remember or when i was watching I, I was watching the first episode and then i just internally i went shit I was like, I in the last episode was like six out of five. This is the best show ever, and I was like, Am I gonna? I was like, <laughs> You're gonna have to eat like, your words. I was like, Am I gonna eat my words? Am I gonna shove my foot in my mouth? Am I yeah. such a dumbass that I forgot? And then I was like, I, I kept watching. I was yeah. like, Okay, like, all right, it's not as bad as as the the first episode. Yeah, it could have been gave worse. Me the impression of, and it could have been worse. Yeah. And, and it would have maybe been more true to 1980. I don't Honestly. know. I wasn't there. But here's the analogy you know, that I'm gonna use. We, we talked about how this show over time has aged like a fine wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the sediment at the bottom Correct. of the wine. It's you know, chunky <laughs> shit right exactly. at the bottom yeah. that you did Where it's want. like yeah. the whole bottle was pretty good. <laughs> to judge it just on that one little sedimentary part yeah. at the bottom, you yeah. know, maybe that's an extremely, you know, people who don't like wine will not understand this <laughs> metaphor. But my yeah. point is, is that like it didn't ruin the whole no, show. No, it didn't. And that's yeah. my point as well. It's like we look for good. We look for bad. Yes. We've been, we've literally talked for an entire hour about how this show is yeah. one of the best shows mm-hmm. we will ever watch in this whole run of the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and yep. it just has, you know, some little moments that yeah. I would have tweaked totally. uh, Everything yeah. in the modern thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anna, tell everybody uh, how we rate our shows and your rating for Oh, okay. TV. We rate on Ooh. a five-star scale. Ooh. We love it. <laughs> Zero means should not have been a show at all. Not even an idea Nothing. in someone's brain. Yeah. Get it out of your head. Don't even think about it. One is it shouldn't have gone past a pilot. How am I doing? You're doing great. Oh you're you're yeah. killing it. One out of five stars avid, so far. I am an avid listener. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, two is it was uh, uh, good-ish. We got a season, but that was enough. Yeah, like, okay, like it didn't yeah. Rightfully canceled after one season. Okay, yes. One season was enough. We're done. No yep. more. Yep. Three is watch at your own risk. Yep. Kind it is if you enjoy it. our discussion, yeah. mm-hmm. you'll probably like the show. Mm-hmm. Some people will like it, some people won't. It's really yeah. a toss up. And even in our rating, like, yeah, I maybe would have watched more. I'm fine that it's canceled, yeah. but like, yeah. I probably would watch another season kind of thing. Yeah. Four is we liked it. It was good. Most people would like it, and it could maybe have another season. Mm-hmm. Or should have another. Or should season. have had yeah. an- at least one or two more seasons. Yeah. Five. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Yes. Perfect shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, to no one's surprise, Anna, what is your rating of this? Ten out of five. Ten out of five. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so it's now a it's a five. six, a no, six it's star a five. scale. Yeah. It's a five. I mean, 
you said earlier, yeah. I can't imagine someone watching this show and not enjoying it. Yeah. I kind of want to like yeah. make my parents watch it and see if they like it. Yeah. Because like when I think about, do you guys like this that 70s show? Yeah. Uh, Some yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My mom watches that show and is like, this is the most accurate show that's ever yeah. been made yeah. ab- about the seventies. Yeah. yeah. And we can have a similar feeling about this. Yep. And yeah. like, you know, yeah. I think it's one of those shows that like hits this very specific part of your brain. <laughs> totally. And yep. Yeah. I, I just think anyone who watched it could enjoy it. Yeah. And I love it. So five. And even if it's not like I didn't like the whole show or I'm not going to sit down for all 18 episodes, you can pick one or two of the episodes out of a hat mm-hmm. and play it for somebody. And they're probably going to find something enjoyable mm-hmm. about it at the totally. bare minimum. They'll right? chuckle. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. they're going to relate it to three or four, mm-hmm. even in their own. So I yes. think that, you know, you know, you're exactly right. Andrew. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a five. This is a clear five. Um, I, I really wish we got more of it. Yeah. Um, a small comment is like, I really want to actually know. And I'll talk to my parents about it later. But like yeah. my parents were both sophomores in 1980. Ooh. Like they graduated in 82. So like this is when they were in yeah, high see school. How they feel? I about would it. love to. I think my mom may have watched the show. I don't know if my dad has watched the show, okay. but I would I would love to have them watch it and 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 know like well what did you think about it? How did it feel? Did it feel obviously Michigan versus Washington or yeah, wherever you go? Like there's going to be some differences, nuances, but right? I think this is so uh, succinct and universal mm-hmm. what what we see. Anyways, it's just a very small side note that I'd be very Ooh, interested like to that. know. Like, well, like my parents episode. would think. Yeah, it. we could we can talk um, about it the next episode. But anyways, yeah, five out of five. Um, this is definitely Woo-hoo! a show that I knew like would be stellar it was like a little murky on that pilot episode but you know uh we brought it back judd brought us back into a five um yeah i mean it's just so good it's it's worth it i mean you have to watch it you must watch it this is a such an easy five like we yeah. knew it was a five coming yeah, into it, obviously and you know even you said you had that moment of worry as you were going into <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, no! but, but then you realize like no this really yeah. genuinely has stood the test of time and i can see yep. myself in 20 30 years watching this with my Thousands kids and showing yeah. them a different era yeah. and what it was like to be in high school at that totally. time because anna as a teacher you can attest that uh you know school has changed since mm-hmm. this time mm-hmm. and there are fundamental differences that have changed but school in america for a long time was a version of this yes. reality mm-hmm. and i think that's probably why the creators were able to write it so authentically and make you really understand the characters mm-hmm. and give them perspective because those writers are either freaks or they were geeks mm-hmm. and they were able to speak to it and uh you know a motivated generation to love this show i got the dvds if you need to borrow them. yeah just reach out to anna uh, <laughs> if, you have, if you need to, if you can't find it streaming anymore you burn me a set um, yeah yeah should we get you like the laser disc version Honestly? and the vhs just so you have like I'm a nervous. bunch of different copies <laughs> yeah right i don't think that i fortunately unlike some of the other shows on our list that i literally cannot find and we've had to delay yeah. episodes like this is not a show that's going to be going away just because of how much of a cult yes. following it has yeah um so you're almost always going to be able to find a version of it i think i i would love to see a blu-ray remaster of this and see oh. it like in that huge beautiful quality yeah. Yeah, uh, i be bet cool. it exists honestly because mm-hmm. it's so well regarded yeah. but uh, anyway, Anna, thanks so much for joining us yeah, on the podcast. Um, we we welcome you back anytime if you have other shows that you want to discuss with us. Um, but you probably don't. Maybe you <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> you you guys really sell all the other ones. So yeah. every now and then we'll get a really good one. It's hey, you like, know what? It's always been diamonds in the rough, needles in the haystack. Yeah, not we really have found haystack, at least. But. I feel like at this point, like three good shows. There have been a couple that you guys have talked about that I was like, mm-hmm. maybe I should watch that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pan Am. 
I'm saying. And then there are a couple that you had watched and disagreed with our perspective. No, I didn't (laughs) not watch it, but I did disagree with your perspective. Okay. Well, it's always fun to hear. It's always fun to hear yours and other people's color commentary on our podcast because, uh, you know, not everybody's going to agree with us. And I think we acknowledge that even in our ratings where it's like that three rating we give because there are people going to watch it and they're going to be like, this is the worst show I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. What the fuck are these two morons talking about? Mm -hmm. And other times they're going to be like, why didn't they give this a five? Yeah. Anyone who watches this and think that this isn't a five, is probably wrong i would be Um, so interested to sit down with that person and have a conversation i like genuinely would yeah to understand to know like why this is not a five because it's just so strongly in that category because again you can always find like that one episode of the show that is like man i hit so hard with Mm -hmm. the way that my life was or the way i knew somebody was or something Mm -hmm. like that so uh once again thank you anna uh for being on the podcast andrew where can they find us all of our socials, season underscore one underscore pod. Uh, we post most regularly on Instagram. Um, r slash season one pod on Reddit. Yep. Uh, season one pod.com for any of your episode list uh, synopsis. If you want to little, know a little bit more about us, yep. buy some merch, all that stuff. Season one pod.com. Oh, I have to pick the next show. <gasps> you do. Or should we let Anna pick? Let oh. the guest host pick. Give me the list. I'm going to let you pick. <laughs> I think that's more fun, and then I'll pick next episode. Okay. Next week. Well, two weeks from now. <laughs> next episode. <laughs> next episode, we are going to watch Low Winter Sun. Low, low Winter, winter sun. sun. It's February. The sun is not as low as hey. it was, but it's still low. It's still pretty low. <laughs> Seasonally accurate, supposedly. Um, we'll, we'll okay, find, Low Winter hopefully. Sun. Couldn't tell you anything about it. No yeah. nothing, no context. Anna, Tune thanks in. for the blind pick. <laughs> Uh, are you going to be back with us for that? I will not, but I will listen. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, uh, everyone, thanks so much for listening. We really look forward to uh, seeing you all in two weeks' time. But until then, my name is Presley. My name is Anna. My name is Andrew. And just watch this fucking show. Yeah, yeah we watched it, watch and you it. should too. Thank yeah. you, Anna. <laughs>